0: Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezie Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So in this episode, we are getting a bit geeky like I'm getting my geeky my geek on and talking about functional lab testing what it is why it's a game changer for myself and for my clients why it can accelerate your results massively why uh, all the good things about it what it is how you do it why it's different from other testings what ones are most commonly run how do you know you're not being scammed who would benefit what tests I think are a waste of time all the good stuff. Guys, that's what we're talking about today. So if you're thinking, woof, 2020 has been a roller coaster for my health and you're thinking in 2021, right, I really want to get on top of this and just sort myself out, my health out and feel good, then getting some functional lab testing could be awesome for you. Okay, so that's what we're going to be diving into. Otherwise, I hope you are doing well. We are in December, guys, the Advent calendar has started I really hope you have some sort of advent calendar in your life I just think December is just so much more joyful with you know a tiny something every day and now I mean the type of advent calendars you can get these days these days I'm I'm so old but back in my day you either got a religious one with no chocolate which you're always like oh gosh lame or obviously you got the chocolate one which is the one that everyone wants um, but now you get wine ones, teabag ones, beauty product ones. I'm just like, this is awesome. I obviously have stuck with tradition with uh, chocolate. Um, just keeping it, keeping it simple. Just some good dark chocolate just every day. But that has been, <laughs> I've obviously been very excited about that. Been potty training, still my little boy. So that's been exciting. Exciting. Actually hasn't, it's as dull as anything, but you know, he's gotta learn how to not crap his pants, so it's gotta have one day. Um been really full working with clients, going through client test results. I'm waiting on a lot of hormone panels at the moment and gut tests, which I'll talk about more in this. Um, so that's been really great and just listening to clients and the progress they're making. I have one client who's just got lots of complex things going on and it's just been bloated for like forever. doesn't know why um and through a bunch of lab testing and changes she emailed me and was like oh I'm finally just like not that bloated when I woke up because she was someone that's just bloated all the time she'd eat her bloating would get worse but she woke up bloated went to bed bloated when she'd eat her bloating would be much worse but she was just fed up of it and she's actually like I'm actually not waking up bloated I can eat and not get bloated and it's making amazing progress with that, I actually discovered that she was taking probiotics, which she, I had either missed or she'd not told me about. So we got rid of those because for some people, probiotics are a disaster, FYI. Um, then we've had another client who were mainly working on ongoing UTI um, symptoms and recurrence. And she is doing great with that, hasn't had a recurrence or any kind of other stuff going on with that. Her energy is feeling good. Um, and again, we're still still making progress, but... That's been really fun. Um, and yeah, I think that's basically been it. Win tips. Of, of life, um. So just to let you know, I do have a waitlist. So you can, if you wanted to work with me in 2021, you can go to the waitlist. And before I go off on maternity leave, I um will, and um, we could arrange to chat about it a little bit more before I go off, and you can kind of um decide whether or not you want to do that in 2021, which will um save you a bit of money and mean you can kind of get yourself organized so do head over to casual.com forward slash waitlist um if you haven't left me a review then that would be great some people have left me great reviews recently I recently had also a, a terrible one-star review but that's okay um I just want to encourage you I you know this is my podcast I am not censored by anyone I, I um I aim to be really respectful, but I'm going to be honest with you with my views always. I'm not going to ram them down your throat, but I just want to remind us all that um it's okay for us to disagree on things and that actually yeah, I might be I might not be your style, in which case if I irritate you, stop listening. I'm not offended. I really I know I'm not everyone's flavor. That's completely fine. I'm okay with that and I there's loads of other podcasts out there that might be your your type of thing but with this year with all the fear all the anxiety all the information and misinformation in my opinion being thrown at us it's really important that we learn to be okay with disagreeing with each other and hearing different opinions I actually really want my podcast feed and my social media feeds um I don't watch the news but I actually really want different opinions in my life because what that does is that encourages critical thinking and questioning and curiosity. And if there's something I have witnessed and seen more pronounced in 2020 is actually the lack of critical thinking, the lack of curiosity and questioning. It's been a lot of just emotion and um, reaction responses driven from fear and other emotional Uh, you know, more motion driven things, which is fine. But so I just encourage you, it's okay if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. We can question, we could have, um, I was going to say debates, but I don't love debates. But you can always ask me more of my views, but also just in life in general, feel free to just have different views to people and we can still be friends. (laughs) That's fine. So anyway, just to encourage you. And it's something to think about. I've been thinking about it more and also being more intentional about practicing what I preach and listening to people I disagree with, listening to sources of information that I don't, that does rile me up, because that's a really interesting invitation of why do I get angry when someone says this? Okay, what's going on there? That is all very interesting. Anyway, side note, but. The main action of that was go and leave me a review if you haven't. People have left me reviews over the last couple of months and I never mention it, but it's a really great way of people finding out about the podcast and discovering if they like it. Um, Otherwise, let's get on with the show. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you some more details on something that is a real game changer for my clients. It has been for my own body, for people I work with, and is something that really could make, you know, if we're thinking about heading into 2021, if you're sick of making very little progress when it comes to your bloating, your energy, your hormones, your skin, your whatever your diagnosis or symptom is, this is something that could honestly accelerate your progress by like... I don't know, five times, more than that, 10 times. And that is functional lab testing. I touched on it a little bit last week. I mentioned it in my podcasts or my Instagram stories. I'm often going through um, lab tests, I just call it. Um, I'll be going through stool tests or hormone panels with clients and I get quite a lot of questions about them. So I wanted to do a whole episode, a little bit about it, all about what they are, why they may be different to other tests you've had. You know, you might... Be struggling with some health issues but actually all the tests that your doctor or consultant has run all come back normal. Um what's what the difference is between the lab tests that I might recommend for my clients versus those your GP or doctor will do because obviously they're different. Um what I run most like what are the tests that I run most and probably and therefore are going to be the ones that are most Helpful for you, generally speaking, who really benefits from this um, and what tests I think are a waste of time, and that I never or rarely do with my clients. So if you are really looking to supercharge your results in 2021, I Cannot tell you enough how helpful this is. This is something I've done a lot actually with clients for a long time but I never really talked about it and I've talked about it a lot more in the last six months and I've had a lot more questions about it. It's also something I learned a lot more about whilst doing my postgraduate degree in nutrition and just my ongoing continued professional development, constantly learning with my own CPD around different tests and Obviously, technology changes and I'm constantly learning. I never have it all right or perfect. So the more I learn, the more I'm like, geez, oh, this is freaking awesome. So functional lab testing. What is it? These are private labs. So it means you have to pay for them that look at how are things functioning in your body? Like how are systems functioning? So when you would go to your GP, they are also looking at function, but they're also primarily focused at looking at disease and diagnosis. So if let's take iron, for example. We've all probably been tested for our iron levels. You might go to your doctor and they run an iron panel on you and they, you know, you'll phone them up. They'll say it's all normal. What I might do with a client is run a couple of different markers around iron. I might also look at a couple of different things like B12, because I'm not necessarily looking to diagnose anemia. That's not my professional remit. It's not my job. It's not something I can legally do as a holistic nutritionist. And I'm not really interested, to be honest, in providing more labels for people. I essentially just want to look at what's happening. And functional lab tests basically just give you data on the landscape of your body of like what's going on here essentially and not necessarily because for lots of people that I end up working with they've maybe had a lot of tests and everything comes back relatively normal but they're actually really struggling so what that tells us is that okay great brilliant you maybe don't have a disease you might not have cancer or colitis or um, anemia or um, thyroid issues based on the tests your GP run, which is really great. It's always why I encourage my clients to work with their doctors, not against them, because it's really important that we do thoroughly investigate those things. But if you have been told everything's normal, but you're still struggling, then that's when we need to do these more Functional tests that where we go, okay, we know you don't have any disease here on your hormones. They've scanned you, you don't have PCOS, you don't have, you know, you've had some basic hormone checks by your doctor. Uh, Let's say there's someone struggling to conceive. That's when I would run a functional lab test, hormone panel with clients to see what's going on. Because if you're not able to conceive or you have another symptom, you're not making it up. There's some imbalance, some inflammation in the body. And whilst it might not be a disease, which is great, we, st- we still want to get rid of it. Like we still want you to be healthy. And I see this time and time again with the client. So just this morning, I was chatting to one of the laboratories that I use with, a, um, with my clients and I had ran a whole, um, it's, it's called a Dutch hormone mapping, uh, cycle mapping test, which basically... Um, i got a client to do who was struggling to conceive and so it takes lots of samples over the whole of his cycle and we were going through that so much information um she'd had investigations there was no real reason for why she couldn't conceive um uh, you know it was just unexplained infertility but the actual this functional test while there was no known disease that was going on this functional test showed so many issues I was just like well of course she, she's not making a baby like everything is off on this on how her on her cycle is actually functioning so that is the difference and you need both okay this isn't like functional lab testing is better and you shouldn't go to the doctor no please go to your doctor if you don't like your doctor if you don't trust them find another one but we need, knowing if you have a disease or not is really useful information, for sure. But for a lot of the time, like me, my health was, I had every every doctor assumed I had Crohn's disease. And so I had sigmoidoscopies, biopsies. They tested me for celiac disease, honestly, about 15 times. So many things. And every time it came back, normal, they were like, oh, well, we don't really know why. It must just be IBS. But here I am, kind of like stuck having diarrhea. Eight times a day, and really struggling to function essentially because there's only so much you can function if you've just got poop coming out of you a lot of the time. Um, and it was really affecting my mental health and just my life, and you know, all those different things. But when I eventually, and this was many years down the line, which was my big mistake, took me years to be like, oh, let's invest in some functional testing. When I did this, actually, it made so much sense. There was actually a lot of infections and pathogens going on in my gut. So whilst I didn't have an irritable bowel disease, which I was so grateful for, my gut still wasn't great. I mean, yes, I didn't have a disease, but my gut landscape was inflamed. There was infection. It really wasn't awesome. And also with clients, so when I might run or suggest a thorough thyroid panel with clients, so it's really common, people would come to me and they are like, oh, the doctor's checked my thyroid, but it's all normal, but if to me they have really obvious hyper or hypothyroid symptoms... I will always want them to check their thyroid antibodies and do a more thorough check than your GP is going to do. And then that's also something when you can use that test result and take it back to your doctor. And I've had a couple of clients who've done that. We've discovered really elevated antibodies. They've taken that back to the doctor and then that's helped them with a referral onto an endocrinologist as well. So um, it can be really helpful. You do need to pay for them. The tests that I run with people range price-wise from 60 to $300. 80 pounds depending on the test, depending on what you're getting, the quality of what you're getting. Um, A lot of people ask me about the quality of labs that I use. I use good quality professional labs that often a lot of these labs, not all of them, often actually get used and subcontracted by things like the NHS to do their additional test results. So um, you kind of your quality assurance is really, really important when it comes to labs in terms of sensitivity sensitivity and specificity, as well as contamination of samples. You need things to be processed properly. So it is really important. And that's why most of the lab tests that I run, you can only order through me, if that makes sense. So most of the lab tests that I do aren't things, apart from the thyroid panel, I use a company called Thriver just because that's um, a relatively cheap option that's quite accessible to people you can do that thyroid panel yourself and you can do pretty sure you can do a hair mineral test by yourself but most of the other more in-depth more expensive functional lab testings you can't just go online and order them yourself you need to kind of have a practitioner who is saying yes this is something that I really recommend this is something I'm trained in understanding and interpreting I'm going to order that you know, for you. So that's kind of how it works with clients, um, and it's because it's really worth. I see this mistake a lot with clients. Um, it's lab tests, and especially these functional lab tests, are actually really useless if you don't know what to do with them. Meaning, you don't. You're not able. If you're not able to read these lab tests and results and be able to make and really understand what they're saying and what they're not saying and then make a real strategy based on the data points and maybe based also not just on the quantitative data of the laboratory results but also the more qualitative data of the client's symptoms, health history, potential trauma, sleep, environment, diet, If you, the goal is to fuse those two bits of data so that you have a really good holistic and thorough data set so that then you can create the most strategic and pertinent pl- plan of action that's going to give the, your client the, the quickest results. And that's the biggest problem. I often have clients, to be honest, that don't want to pay me. They just want to pay... They don't want to pay me for my time, they just want to run lots of lab tests, but then they don't actually pay for a thorough program of support, and it actually makes the money they've spent on lab testing a bit of a waste because they maybe will just read the lab and it'll say low B12, they'll supplement with B12, but actually their low B12 is actually a uh, is actually the result of poor stomach acid, of poor bifidobacterium in the gut and a gut infection and a genetic mutation and so actually them just taking a supplement is actually completely missing the point. So that's why when I'm working with clients, I include, like I call it credit, testing credit, so that with every client, um, there's at least 200 pounds worth of testing that I run with them. So if you are interested in working with me, I'm currently not taking on any new clients because I was fully booked and then um and, and we'll soon be on maternity leave, but you can join my wait list where if you just go to keziahall.com forward slash wait list, um, you can join that so that when the spring of 2021, when I come back to work, we could kind of get started with that. So that is kind of the mistake I see often is that you really you need test results, but you also need to know what to do with them. <laughs> So what do I run most often with people? Like what are the lab tests? Because I ran a lot this year. I feel like I've printed off a lot of a lot of lab tests with people. And what are some of the benefits or the results that people see? So I'm just going to go through some clients. I'll have changed their names, but um, this will probably be a really helpful way of looking through. So um, the most common ones that I've probably ordered in the last three to four months would be your stool tests, which are gut tests, um, hormone panels, and thyroid tests. Those are probably the most common ones that I run. So let's look at what what does that look like. So I had a client recently who came to me, actually very little digestive issue. um, So they weren't coming to me bloated and constipated, pooped regularly, had no bloating issue, no reflux, no indigestion. Their main symptoms was some skin issues that the dermatologist suspected was psoriasis, but they weren't really sure. It could be thrush, it could be inflammation. They'd kind of been around the houses with their dermatologist and they weren't really quite sure what this skin issue was. Um, Poor sleep, low mood, low energy. And so the first test that I ran with this particular client, let's call them Bob, was... um, a stool test. Because I suspect there was so much inflammation, there was poor sleep, low energy, low mood and skin issues. All of those things are impacted by your gut. And that inflammation within your gut can be really driving all of those areas. And then we ran the test. What do you know? Their gut test came back and I used something called the GI 360, which is the gut test I use if you want to get really geeky. look that up, um, which looks at your poop. Basically, you take samples of your poop over three days. It's not, I'm not, these tests aren't particularly pleasant to take samples from. The test kit gets sent to your house and it's often a poop sample, urine sample, blood sample. Um, Those are probably the most common ones. And this, let's call him Bob, Bob's uh, stool test results were terrible (laughs) they were like there's the lab gives an overall rating five out of five being the worst zero out of five being the best and they were at five there was gut infections there was a lack of diversity there was so much stuff going on now this person didn't present with digestive issues they weren't a typical IBS person where we would maybe think okay you've got IBS or you've got um Crohn's or colitis or ulcerative um What's the other one? Diverticulitis, sorry, is what I'm thinking of. Um, And you would think, okay, gut, yeah, gut tests make sense. Their primary issue was actually their skin that was most irritating, but their gut test was all over the place. So that's one that I run most because your gut, meaning your digestive system, the system that runs from your mouth to your butthole is so important and fundamental to every aspect, to your mood, your mental health. Tons of research on that. Tons and tons and tons. It's really important for your sleep. Hugely important for quality of sleep, really important for maintaining a healthy weight. If you're really struggling to stay at a weight that is healthy for you, that makes you feel good, and that might not be quote unquote within the normal range, but a a weight that there's no inflammation in your body, your cholesterol is healthy, your nutrients are healthy, your hormones are healthy, your skin is good, whatever weight that is, is impacted by your gut microbiome. It obviously affects your digestive symptoms, bloating energy, all of these kinds of things. It's so fundamental. So that's probably the top one that I run with people that costs, um, I get a discount on these tests. So, um, it's it's around 260 pounds with my discount when clients are working with me. Um, I think it's about 300 and something without that. Um, although don't quote me on that. (laughs) So that's the first thing, and that's a little bit of how it works. Then we have hormone panels. Now these are juicy ones to run. These are run. These are called Dutch tests, which is a dried urine test. So it's a urine sample. These can be ran on men and women, but I mostly work with women, so mainly work with them. You can do it with a menstruating women, PCOS, someone who's postmenopausal, whatever. It can be really helpful. And I've been using these a lot more in the last four to five months. And um, with clients and they are so helpful. There's different ones that you can do, but it basically tells you um, your hormone production, but not just your hormone production, but how you're breaking those hormones down, what you're doing with them and how at slash if you're secreting them properly. Which is so useful. And all the panels that I do also include cortisol markers and DHEA, which are more to do with your adrenals and your stress response. They give you a little bit of information about your melatonin, about B6 and B12 levels, which are vitamins, Um, also a little bit about potentially your dopamine pathways and how well you're methylating, and tons of other stuff. So these are like gold mines of information. And I so I mentioned before that I ran one recently that I was chatting to the lab about this morning with a client whose main issue was around um, uh, wanting to conceive. But I've also run these with a. I had a client who wasn't wanting to make any other babies, but has really struggled with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, um, mood issues, anxiety for years and years and years. And in, her, in the health assessment that I do, the first session I do with clients, she said when she was pregnant, that was the best she's ever felt in her life, which then triggered up in my brain, okay, there's a whole lot of hormone stuff going on here. If someone feels their best during pregnancy and then goes back to feeling terrible the rest of the time, there's a, a huge hormonal component. And what you know, we ran... Uh, We ran a gut test with her as well, and there was a lot of gut stuff. But also, when we ran the hormone panel with her, there was a lot going on. She had a lot of inflammatory estrogens. She was struggling. Um, Actually, no, she wasn't struggling that much to detox. Her detox systems were working really well. She had really low testosterone. She um had okay progesterone, but her estrogen levels were just really it's sky high. Plus her cortisol levels, she oddly enough wasn't making a lot of cortisol, which is um which makes sense with that chronic fatigue-y low immune system, but she had loads of circulating cortisol if that makes sense so she wasn't making loads of it but the tiny bit she was making she wasn't getting rid of very well so it meant for her when she gets stressed out she would stay stressed out for ages and ages because it's like her body wasn't able to dump the this stress response should we say and there's lots of other nuances into that if you're a practitioner stick to this you'll know there's more information there but it was such an eye-opener because there's been so much inflammation. Obviously, she, with fibromyalgia, there's lots of pain, chronic fatigue, there's lots of f- fatigue and exhaustion. She just lived with pain in her body for years and years and years. And once we kind of had this information from the hormone test as well as from the gut test, she's now basically kind of pain-free. A little bit here and there that we're working on and some of that's around her stress response and job and those kinds of things. But that was such powerful data to get from that and then the other test that I run is a thyroid panel now this is one that I run it's relatively cheap to do and I um, would I often want to run it first just to check because if someone has thyroid issues and they have a couple of thyroid type symptoms you like there's lots of stuff you can do but you, if your thyroid is off you just kind of need to know <laughs> to be honest I check my thyroid once a year it's w- really common in women and a lot of the time women get fobbed off their thyroid symptoms get fobbed off as being anxious or depressed or other nonsense like that. And actually there's more stuff going on. And yes, they are anxious and depressed, but it's because like their cells and mitochondria aren't getting what they need to function properly. So of course you're going to be depressed if that that happens. But anyway, um, so that's another one. And that's a nice cheap one that uh, the panel I do is about 70 quid for that. And that also looks at antibodies, cholesterol, vitamin D, B12, folate, your HbA1c, which is a blood sugar marker, a whole bunch of different things. So that's a really nice cheap check-in. If someone's like, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Um, we will kind of always do that, which is super fun. And I've got loads of resources around um, thyroid. So if you suspect you have a thyroid issue, then make sure I'll link to those in the show note, in the show notes, <laughs> in the show notes. Um, so that's a little bit about kind of functional lab testing. I hope that is helpful. I um, always include it again when I'm working with clients. It's such a game changer for them. Also, it's mentally. I find it really therapeutic for clients, especially for people that are more chronically ill and they've been told for years, oh, "It's kind of all in your head," and they've felt a bit patronized. To actually get some clear data of like, "Whoa, this is off," <laughs> can actually sometimes reassure them and give them hope. Like the one of the clients I mentioned with a lot of fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, that's been going on for like 15 years. She actually giving her test results, which I mean, didn't have a lot of great information in. She was actually so happy. She was like, oh, I finally know what's going on. This is awesome. Like, I'm so excited. Like, this isn't me. I'm not crazy. I'm not making it up. I'm not a weak person. I'm not overdramatic. I'm not hypochondriac. I actually have more inflammation in my body than my friend Emma over there. And that can be a really helpful aspect of it. So I also said I would mention some of the tests that I think are potentially more of a waste of time. So things that I don't commonly run with clients, although have done, and will do with clients, but they, uh, you know, I might run like four or five of these in a year. That would be your food intolerance tests. Now, in an ideal world, I probably would run them more often, but often because these are private, you also need to prioritize people's budgets. I include the the credit limit uh, in as part of working with me, but ideally I would you know, with every client, if I could, I would run thousands of pounds worth of testing, but that's just not always an option for folk. And so food intolerance tests can be really useful. I do run them with client. I have probably ran about, mm, yeah, four, I would say this year, and I might run them with myself. But often when I'm working with clients, they could be useful, but they're just not the first port of call. I often will always work with clients to discover some of the food intolerances just by trial and error. And the most common ones are, you know, dairy, gluten, eggs, nuts, dealing with sugar, if once we've dealt with those things, they're still struggling and we've done other lab testing and we've done loads of work uh, and they're still not like there's still some stuff that needs to shift, then we might look at food kind of intolerance testing or um, checking the microbiome a little bit more, but generally speaking, that's not something I do a lot, and that's not that wouldn't be my first port of call. The only time I would recommend that to someone um, to do, uh, kind of on their own, is more from a motivation factor. So if someone it's just will really just need to kick up the bum and needs some quantitative data that tells them they shouldn't be eating wheat and dairy then that's a great thing to do and that can really help from a mindset and motivation perspective but if you're coming to me and you have IBS and you have hormonal issues and you're depressed then I can I don't need to run a test to say that either gluten or dairy or sugar is going to be promoting inflammation like I don't that's that's just science I don't necessarily need the quantitative data for that But you might need it from a mindset and a motivation perspective. You might just need to see some test results that just say, man, you really react to eggs or you really react to wheat like that. So that is the one helpful aspect of it. But I generally think, again, I have to work very strategically with clients in terms of their energy levels and their budgets and all of those kinds of things. And so it's not something I would think is the most strategic use of people's energy and money when it comes to running different panels there's other things I'd rather there's other tests that rather clients spend a couple hundred pounds on extra you know if if we're um doing a, running a lot of tests with them so that's one thing that I would generally avoid and then generally people sometimes send me Groupon offers of like is this a good test or random tests generally they're rubbish um you really want a trusted lab who is kind of goes through various very rigorous kind of quality assurance standards. Um, and generally cheap tests give you cheap results. Like if you found a food intolerance test that's £50, I, I yeah, I'm going to be really sceptical of how accurate and specific and sensitive that that test is. Um, again, you might just use it from a motivation perspective, but yeah, I'm... <laughs> Could have not necessarily recommend that. Um, so, those would be the ones that I would avoid. And generally speaking, if I'm in doubt with a client, I will always run a gut test because so much of this is rooted in your gut. That's the foundation. If you can get that right, like a house, if you get the foundations of a house right the rest of it can work properly. If you try getting really nuanced and building this amazing roof before you've got the foundations and people do that, they'll get really, they're like, oh, I'm testing this really specific thing. Um, You see this often with people when they're doing it on their own and they maybe have a lot of interest and a lot of knowledge in health and holistic approaches and testing, but they often just miss like the basic foundations. So you have got to get your gut health right? You've got to get your blood sugar right and your mindset and your stress levels, like all of that has to be these key foundations. And it doesn't matter how nuanced to get, you know, you've got to get those right before you build the rest of the house. Okay, so I hope that has been helpful. If you are like, oh, Kezia, yeah, in 2021, I want to work with you. Do make sure you get on my wait list. Um, I'll probably do another price increase not long after I come back from... um. From maternity leave. So, those on the waitlist will kind of get my current pricing. So, you might want to. And the great thing about the waitlist is you could sign up now. We could maybe even have a chat before I go on maternity leave. And then you can like save up and plan it in, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Because these tests and working with me is an investment, but your health is your life. Like, it's just it's so so important. If you can feel like imagine if you just felt 50% better every day, Like, how is that going to affect your kids, your life, your work, your performance, your mind, your quality of life? Your whole existence is impacted by how well your body is functioning. And if it's struggling and if it's inflamed, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle with other aspects of your health. So it really is something that I would encourage you to um, really commit to, to just feeling good as women. I think we have been told for so long we just need to tolerate and we need to endure, whereas actually what we need to do is learn how to love our lives and feel really good and stand up for ourselves and for our health and demand that we get something better, that we feel better, that we get listened to. That we feel good when we wake up in the morning. That we enjoy getting dressed. That we can digest our food. That our hormones are not horrific and painful. That we don't always have migraines and aren't bloated all the time. And don't really struggle with our sleep. Like, we deserve that. And for thousands of years, we've been told we don't because we're just traded like property. Anyway, I'm going into my, (laughs) my patriarchal rant but the reality is you have a choice so go to keziohall.com forward slash waitlist you'll find out all about working with me and how to join the waitlist on there otherwise have an amazing day sending you lots of love and i'll speak to you soon